I mean, Autodesk has been, uh, you know, part of the media and entertainment business for, for a lot of years. We're actually, this is, we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of our Flame product this year. So, you know, we've been really involved in high-end visual effects for film, commercials, you know, Super Bowl spots, things like that level of production. What we're announcing this year is a new version of our Smoke product. And what we really try to do is go back to sort of this market of editors who I think for the last year have been kind of searching for what their workflow is going to look like going forward. And I think there's been a lot of changes to products, a lot of great solutions out there, but the one thing that we saw was kind of missing and what we validated with the market is that nobody had really delivered sort of this all-in-one workflow that brought editing and effects together. And that's really what we tried to do. So we spent about the last 18 months working on this new version of Smoke. It looks and feels like a track-based NLE, so editors can get up to speed and start using it right away. But uh, it also incorporates our effects tools in a new workflow we call ConnectFX, which is, is pretty cool because it basically takes the power of node-based compositing but brings it into the editorial interface. And the real goal there was to make sure that it, it felt familiar but didn't limit the power of what you could do from a compositing capability. And I think that was really the challenge that we tried to work with uh, in putting this together. Now, are there plans, uh, like if you guys release demos or anything to help people, because there's editors I know who might not be used to the node-based mm -hmm. uh, style because it's not in their system that you guys can release uh, how-tos or demos. Yeah. Absolutely. So training is a huge part of what we're working on. So we announced Smoke at NAB and we won't actually ship it until the fall. But uh, because we want to make sure people can get their hands on this and not have to wait so long, we're going to put a, a pre-release trial out of basically the beta software starting in June. And when we do that, to kind of coincide with it, we're going to start putting a, an extensive number of tutorials and things out there. What, what's cool about Smoke from a training perspective is it's pretty easy to get people to edit on Smoke because what we've found through our validations and testing with editors is that they can sit down and start cutting right away. So a lot of our focus will be on helping editors understand how they can then move into the, the sort of power of Smoke, which is, you know, that's what Autodesk does very well. Well, you noticed that in the initial presentation it was uh, very similar, like, like you said, track-based. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's the idea. The idea is if you can edit, you can sit down and use this right away. And we really kind of went and listened to the market on that one because I think that, you know, something like editing, that that's a well-established process. People know how to edit. They know how those kind of workflows work in their head, you know, and we don't want to take over the editing market. We're, we're not putting editing in smoke so that people will throw out every other editing product out there. The idea is that editing is a really familiar and comfortable way and a, and a logical way to do storytelling or you know time-based assembling of, of visuals, right? But when you need to add visual effects to that, what editors have had to do before smoke is go out to other applications and a workflow that just completely broke the editor's kind of mindset, right? It just kind of took them out of that way of thinking. And, and these other tools are all very powerful and good, but you know what we wanted to do is see if we could really create something that unified and connected editing and effects. And was it a ground-up rebuild, or is it uh, like expanding all of your different Yeah, well, we actually did um, usability testing. So um, our design team put editors who had been you know, editing on, on Final Cut or Adobe Premiere Pro or uh, Media Composer and put them in front of, of uh, Smoke and um, they watched where they kind of stumbled and with that research they completely redesigned the UI so um, there's the UI redesign but also the Media Hub which uh, yeah. is the way you manage your media so bringing in media um, you can 
drag and drop from find from the finder. So Heather's right. There are two places that there are significant redesigns, which is the the, U, the UI, like how people interact with the sort of editorial workflow, and the media hub. We rewrote you know that and tried to create a modern updated media experience. You know, we see a lot of applications that either use the OS X Finder, which is a great file management tool, but not necessarily designed for media, or some of the, you know, media workflows that have been around, including the one that had been in Smoke, they were kind of dated and weren't necessarily specced to, to deal with the latest file formats and things like that. So those two areas got essentially ground up rewrites. A lot of tools though, you know, like our compositing tools and things like that, we, we didn't have to do a complete rewrite on them. What we actually found in our testing was of smoke is that we had this incredibly powerful set of effects tools that editors couldn't even get to. They would spend 15 minutes with the trial download and go, this is too hard, I'm not going to open it up again. And it wasn't hard because of the compositing, it was hard because they couldn't edit it and they couldn't get media in. So what we want to do is, look, if you're going to do node-based compositing and visual effects, those are tasks that you have to put some time into learning, but we want people to spend the time doing that. That's why our training efforts are going to be around that. So, so it didn't, that part didn't really require a rewrite. It was just the basics, you know, like making making it easy was kind of our, our dictated. It shouldn't be this hard is kind of what our design team was saying. And, so and yeah, exactly. It's a, not quite one button push, but uh, we're, we're getting it down to a few. But but absolutely, I mean, that's the well, that's the idea. And I, and like I said, I, I think that you know the, the the timing is really interesting. I mean, we've been working on this for the last eighteen months, and we knew this was going to happen. But then, you know, everything from from Avid has redesigned Media Composer. Apple released a new Final Cut that you know has gotten extremely mixed reviews. Yeah. You know, Adobe's uh, revving all their products, but it seems like there's a lot of a lot of things happening, uh, and and I think it's, I think a lot of editors are just trying to figure out what they're going to do going forward. But it, but at the same time, you know, Smoke is a great editor. You can edit a project from start to finish. But the real, I think the real goal with Smoke was to put the familiar timeline workflow in there. But you can still conform. For example, we just introduced Final Cut 10 conform, so you can bring in, a, you just drag and drop an XML from Final Cut into Smoke, and it will assemble it and put all the media in place which is the same workflow we've had and continue to have with Media Composer and even Adobe Premiere. One of the questions I have, uh, and this might be off topic, but because okay. uh, Autodesk ranges a huge mm. area from, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, like engineering all the way mm. to, so has any of the other products influenced the development of Smoke? So any, any ideas coming from you know, the engineering section? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I think the way to describe Autodesk is it, it's a it's a design company. I mean, we make design software for people that do design. You know, I think Imagine Design Create is our kind of corporate tagline. And uh, the idea there is that you know, I think across all our products, we look for things that make sense. And and I think in Smoke in particular, there's a lot of influence from our 3D products. So 3ds Max and Maya, there are a lot of workflows there that I think editors probably haven't seen before. Um, as far as inside an NLE, because you can bring in an actual model, you yeah. can bring in animations, you can bring in textures and all of this. So that that's pretty interesting from, from our perspective, because what we want to do is, I think when you're editing, when you're working in that creative space, it should be fast and interactive, not like a 3D program, which 3D programs are great, but you know, when you hit render, you're talking minutes of frame, not seconds, you know. So we try to leverage that technology to, to, to give a 3D type experience for doing like 3D logos. Within our entertainment division, you know, all of our product designers and developers and all of these people are all in the same building, right? So you have the product designers from 3ds max you know having lunch with or in meetings with the product designers for smoke so i think that encourages a lot of that back and forth and they're always looking for smart yeah. ways to, to borrow technology back and forth now are, do you guys I, I don't know maybe you mentioned this in the uh, 
Chris. Mm -hmm. But is there capabilities of bringing in third party plugins and things like that? Just yeah, yeah. We, we support a few third party plugins, and, and right now Smoke is still kind of, you know, a lot of the kind of re architecting of stuff. We haven't kind of. Uh, we haven't kind of settled on exactly everything in, that's going to be in there and how it's going to work. So, but uh, plugins, you know, for years we've always supported the the Genards plugins. So that's one of the more popular ones. There are a few out there, um, very specific ones for retiming and things like that. But one of the things we did, starting about two years ago with our products, uh, and this is all of our finishing products. So this is Flame and Smoke. Is we we looked at some of the things where we knew we had deficiencies in our product, and we thought it was ridiculous that people were having to buy a Glow plugin. You know, or uh, you know, lighting tools and things like that. So, we we brought a lot of that functionality into the product. So, you know, tools like relighting. There's you know, simple effects for for glowing and all of this. What's cool about the way we've done it um, is because we're making a lot of that stuff, we can integrate it into the compositing space. Um, so, I think to a large extent, we've reduced a bit of the need for plugins. I know there are a lot of, especially some of the compositing solutions out there, kind of live as a they're almost a hub for plugins, and the strength of the program is what plugins you put into it. Um, you know, I think there's always things that we don't do that you could supplement with a plugin. But I think for a lot of the base stuff, people go to plugins for they wouldn't they wouldn't necessarily need in smoke. And, and I'll give you an example of that. We we introduced something called relighting uh, last year at NAB. And everybody laughs because they're like, oh, you're making a big deal out of a lens flare or edge ray tool. Yeah. But what's cool about it is that that lens flare sits inside the 3D space of your composite. So as you move around and, and do things, you get like actual occlusion effects, you get like, you know, camera lensing and artifacting, you get blooming and things like this. But what's really cool, and I know that stereo isn't the big news of the show like it was last year, but for example, if you're doing a stereoscopic effect, having your plug-in type effect in 3D space means that your edge rays actually yeah. are properly respected and the light effects and all that are there. So you can do some pretty amazing stuff with it.